everybody. It's your buddy Jack. <laughs> Seems like I always start off that way, but you know, I really, really enjoyed doing this, and um, I hope that you get something out of it, right? Maybe I need to do a podcast of just random out loud greetings, right? <laughs> no, but I hope everybody's having a good day, right? Whether it's the end of the day, hope it was blessed. If you're just starting your day, I hope the same for you, right? Because I know sometimes working the same old daily bump and grind can become a little bit monotonous, right? And it can take a toll. It can take a toll, right? Everybody's doing the best they can, working as hard as they can in most cases, right? Anyway, unemployed people, that's a whole other topic, right? Whether it, you know, I know. For some of them, it's due to health reasons. Um, for some of them, for some, it's due to some disabilities, and I get that. But there are some. Well, you know where I'm going with that anyway, right? You know where I'm going with that anyway. <coughs> anyway, if you're a returning listener, so glad. So glad you keep coming back, right? I love it. I love it. And if you're a new listener... This one today might be a little rough for a first time listen, but I think it'll be good because the next two are going to probably be even harder, but that's okay, right? Go back and check out um, the other sessions, share them with friends and family, right? If you see one that makes a point um, and really kind of hits close to home and you want to share your thoughts on it or share your insight on it um, or maybe share a point of view that... I didn't share that in one hit that message button. Do not hesitate to start a conversation with me. I love it. All right. I could talk about this stuff all day. Well, <clears throat> I sort of do. Right. It's sort of what I do for a living um, when you work in an addiction and mental health field. You talk about some pretty rough things with people. Right. And hear a lot of. The junk that people have either gone through or have put family and friends through, right? You know, of course, I'm not going to do a podcast on confessions um, because I'm going to leave their stuff private, right? Because uh, it's not my story to share. But sure, hit that message button, start a conversation with me, and um, I would love to hear your thoughts on any of these, right? Or maybe share an experience that is related to the topic. I would love to hear that too, right? And also, of course, do not forget to hit um, the other button, right? The support button. <laughs> I'm grateful for anything and everything that you feel led to contribute to this podcast. It is a blessing, and I love you all for it. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And if you've been dating, debating on whether or not to do it, that's okay. Right? It'll come to you. Whatever's on your heart, it'll happen. I truly, truly believe that. Right? So, again, whatever you feel led to contribute um, and help the podcast out with is greatly, greatly appreciated. I count it all a blessing. I count it all joy. Even if you just are keep this podcast in your prayers. Right? I am good with that, too. Uh, sort of, I'm just kidding, <laughs> just kidding. So, 
Oof. Man, I've, I, the next this this one and the next two uh, um, are going to be a, a little bit rough, right? Um, but that's okay. That's what I'm hoping to do is to be able to help you gain some insight on some things that could hurt your relationships. You know, sometimes I kind of lean on the concept of these being uh, within a relationship uh, um, of a, a marriage or a coupled relationship, right? But really, some of the same concept can almost apply to any kind of relationship that you have. Um, so let's dive in, right? Today I'm talking about <laughs> past baggage, right? And there are a whole lot of things that fall under that category, right? Not just hurts and hang-ups from previous relationships, but the spiritual and emotional damage that happens you bring that, right? You bring that too. Um, and it can make the next relationship tough to manage. Really tough to manage because I truly believe that if you bring the baggage of your past into your present, it could ruin your future, right? It's called the past for a reason. And baggage tends to be heavy. Right? So quit dragging it along. That includes only uh, new intimate relationships you are trying to move forward with. Right? If you're in a new relationship and the honeymoon period is starting to fade and you're starting to feel all those other things creep into your mind, the negative thinking, right? The first time. He or she, and this is after the newness wears off, right? The first time he or she is not where they said they were going to be. For whatever rhyme or reason, maybe there's some real legitimate reason. It's going to spark some of that past trauma, right? So, see, this topic is a double-edged sword. There are couples who have worked through their past hurts. And, of course, there are couples who have not. At least one in the relationship, right, could have worked through it or have not. I want to talk about those who have, those who have moved forward and moved on and allow for the very little influence from their previous hurts in their current relationships. That's the angle I'm going to come at in this particular podcast. Most of this will be about how those people did work through moving past their past hurts, right? And do fairly well and not letting it uh, um, influence or bleed into or erode. You know, that's my favorite word, erosion, and not let it erode their current relationship, right? So... You see, in any given situation, has the opportunity to be one of two things. It can be either a stepping stone or a stumbling block, right? Any given situation can be one or the other. Will you learn from it or let it hinder you? That's what makes the difference, right? So you've had a bad relationship. You just got out of it, right? 
Are you going to drag all that mess into the next one, or are you going to learn from it? Is it going to be a stumbling block in the next one, or a stepping stone into a better future with the next one? You get to choose. Relationships take time to mature, and like other things that grow, need nurturing. Treat them carefully and keep a close eye on what works and what doesn't. One of the things that will always help a relationship to thrive is trust. The ability to trust each other and to have the liberty of being able to communicate openly in your relationship is key to solving many difficult issues that may arise, right? The better the communication in your relationship, the more it will thrive. However, however, being a good communicator is not the only big key for a relationship to work. Being a good listener. Mm, being a good listener and understanding your partner's needs is just as important as being able to communicate and being able to be trustworthy in your relationship. Most couples break up after four or five months of their relationships right when things start to get serious. And several men are nervous about going on the first date with a potential partner due to past experiences. There are people who have been so I don't know if I would call it victimized, but so hurt at least that they really, really have a hard time even going on the next first date, right? And that, and it said this, um, I said men, but it's women too, right? It's women too. When you've been hurt, it's difficult. It's difficult to move on. And then it's difficult to not for some people to not feel like this person's going to do it too, right? These effects of hurtful previous relationships can prevent you from seeking happiness with someone better suited for you. What if that's the only, what if that was the main reason? This particular person that you had this big fallout with was just not the one suited for you, right? When you try on clothes and they don't fit anymore, we don't seem to get too overly distraught over it. We just go shopping. Right? So maybe the person, at no fault of their own or yours, just wasn't the right fit for your personality. Take that into consideration. Right? Take that into consideration. Because in other words... The emotional baggage collected from your old relationships <coughs> can hinder you from getting what you really want. A healthy, happy, long-lasting relationship with someone else who does fit into your life well. Although this can and often is a, a daunting task, in order to fully embrace a new relationship, you will need to make a serious effort to let your old relationship go. I know it was an easier I know it's easier said than done, right? However, with determination 
and a strong desire to find love once again, you can go forward with your life without allowing your old relationship to affect your future happiness. Truth be told, neither my wife's nor my last relationships were good or healthy for that matter. Probably the farthest from healthy. But we don't we don't allow that to influence how we treat each other today. Right? Granted, you know that my wife and I are coming up on 22 years of marriage and we would have had plenty of time to have worked through some of those things. And we did have to. We did. But it seemed like um, it didn't take that long once we started realizing that a lot of the ways that we were thinking and approaching our relationship communication and decision making um, seemed to be influenced by some baggage, right? Um, then we learned how to heal that. That's the trick. Learn how to heal that, right? Please keep in mind that if you grow up in an abusive home, you drag that baggage along too. Sometimes the baggage isn't just the previous relationship. It could be a long line of relationships all the way back to your parents. Right? And that might show up in a fashion that looks like maybe you've had two or three or four failed relationships. Right? Maybe it wasn't them. Maybe it was the baggage that influences you to communicate and approach the relationship in completely negative ways, right? If you find yourself right now and you've had two or three or four failed relationships, take a long look at yourself. Maybe there's some healing that needs to be done. It's probably really hard to look at your old relationships as a learning experience, especially if you are in um, the my life is over stage or the I hate him or her stage, you may feel as if you have no control over your life or even your emotions, but thankfully you do. You just can't see it right now. You have the power to just to use your old relationship as a learning tool. Who would have thought that? You don't have to let What happened in your previous relationships color your new one, right? You don't have to allow the last person to influence the way you try to connect with this new relationship. In other words, you can use your experience as a growth opportunity, right? As I said earlier, any situation could become a stepping stone or a stumbling block. Right? You get to choose. More specifically, the best way to to ready yourself for a new healthy relationship is to learn more about yourself. How much of your baggage does come from the last three relationships? How much of your baggage does come from your childhood? Right? You have to take all of that into consideration. Because it's not fair that you bring someone new into your life unless you're going to wear a t-shirt with a disclaimer on it 
that says I have baggage. My baggage list is, and then you see the list, right? Because then that gives the other person a true, honest opportunity to say, you know, I think you're a little much. <laughs> I think you're a little much for me, right? Nobody's going to wear a t-shirt with a disclaimer on it, but I feel like it's your responsibility to be strong and to heal yourself, right? To become the healthiest version of yourself that you can be before entering into another relationship. Don't bring that person into that mess. It's not fair to them, right? Not fair to them. So, Whew, that is tough. So what do other people do? Some make it a point to heal, right? To heal first. Do not jump into another relationship before you have had a chance to fully heal. When will I know? Right? When I'm healed? Well, when you feel whole again. Self-sufficient. When you feel a sense of independence. When you feel like spiritually and emotionally, you've regained some strength, right? And more like your old self. If you have a good, healthy version of your old self and you feel like you've returned to that, then maybe you're there. Only you'll know, right? You will most likely be healed and ready to trust or ready to test the waters again, right? As far as dating goes. However, do not rush yourself. Take your time. Right? Because learning how to trust again can be also part of the problem. Right? Learn how to trust again. This suggestion is hard. Yeah, I know. It's harder than it sounds. Trusting again. Especially if you have been deeply hurt by your ex. However... Do not fret because it is possible and you will eventually get there. Truthfully, for most people, trust is a hard thing to regain once it is lost. But it is important to remember that your new partner is not your ex or that previous ex or that previous ex, right? <laughs> and as a result... He or she may deserve a fair shot with your trust. That's all we're trying to get to, is allowing the next person a fair shot, clean slate. Because for some reason, you're interested in them in the first place. You're considering dating, getting together, right? And trying to have some degree of a life and a relationship together. Intimate one or not, right? You're still trying to connect to this person, some of these issues can, they can rear their ugly heads up, even in just a friendship, right? So learning to trust again. Give the next person the shot they deserve. Don't compare your new partner to your ex because it is bound to backfire on you. Don't get me wrong. It is healthy to identify, right? It is healthy to identify potential warning signs. You don't want to get into an unhealthy relationship because you were too eager to find love again. That happens, called rebound relationship, right? So don't get too eager to find love again. However, you also don't want to imagine 
warning signs that simply aren't there because you are terrified of getting hurt again. Right? Because that can that can mess some things up even before you get rolling. Look for signs, yes, but be honest with yourself and try to see clearly, is it a warning sign? Real or imagined or created from fear, right? You got to really find the balance in that. Rather than looking for things to be wrong in your new relationship, why don't you start by giving your new partner 100 points of trust And every time he or she messes up, deduct five points, right? (laughs) I'm just saying, go in wholeheartedly, right, when it's time and you feel comfortable to, right? So that this new partner isn't fighting your baggage with you. It's not fair. Not fair, right? When your new partner reaches less than 50 points, (laughs) reevaluate whether you can trust him or her. Right? Make sure that the mess-ups are real and can be proven. In other words, trust your new partner until he or she gives you multiple reasons why you can't. Give them an opportunity to prove themselves to you. Right? Not everybody's out to hurt you. Right? And I would believe that even in your last relationship, that person probably didn't set out to hurt you. Of course, you got some people that in their manipulative ways, that's their ultimate goal from start. Right? But in some cases, that's not the case at all. Right? That's not the case at all. So it's very... It's very possible that your new relationship starts off with a clean slate. You're both learning each other, trying to figure out each other, likes, dislikes, right? Don't put yourself in a situation to where you kind of wish you would have given this new significant other (laughs) that disclaimer on the shirt. Because all of your hurts and your hang-ups have manifested themselves into whatever behavior you're having or expressing towards this person. And they're not able to see past it, right? Put the baggage down. Give the new person the good, honest, right? Give them a good opportunity. Fresh, clean slate, right? But that also means wait till you can be a clean slate. As close to it as possible. Again, becoming the healthiest version of yourself that you can be. Right? That's more fair for the next person. Right? And you're just trying to find a way to manage to find love. Without letting all this past train wreck of a life. Only to manifest itself and steal what you're hoping for, right? It doesn't have to happen. It doesn't have to happen. I know that I have uh, 
sort of veered off from talking too much about alcoholism and drug addiction, right? Because, again, I want to be an all-encompassing podcast. So I'm talking about recovery and family. And I want to talk about recovery as a whole. Yes, addiction. Yes, mental health issues, right? But also other areas, other issues that can destroy a family is kind of where um, I want to be. Let's talk about it all, right? Let's talk about it all. One of the uh, things that can be brought into another relationship is baggage. Let's say your previous relationship was an alcoholic or at least drank very heavily and was abusive, right? And you move forward from that relationship, manage your way out of it, and you go into your next relationship and you've been together a few weeks, a few months, and all of a sudden you're out to dinner and your date, your new relationship orders a drink, right? An adult beverage. I don't mean tea or water. And your first instinct is to panic, right? Everybody would understand why, for sure. Everybody would understand why. But you can't let that moment, that one moment that should typically be a a romantic one, right? Be consumed by this fear of this one drink, right? Wait and see. Take a deep breath. Wait and see. Right? If he has one more, two more, but you don't see him just, you know, jumping into a pool of drinks, (laughs) then maybe it wasn't one to stress about and allow to ruin the night. Right? Maybe it doesn't need to ruin the night. So you do have to get to where you can be open and honest. Sure. Open and honest with your new relationship, right? It would probably be a good idea to describe how that makes you feel, right? And you don't have to do it ugly. That's what people do. They just, they have to do it in such a manner that just seems to blow it out of proportion, not to minimize your stress, right? But there's a way to do it. There's a way to do it, right? Sometimes you can just simply ask, do you drink often or just because we're on this date, right? Be open and honest. You can't let that fester or something similar fester and let it manifest some anger and frustration, which you'll take out on them and them not know ahead of time that it bothered you. It's not fair. Right? It's not fair. Anything, another or another thing healthy people do, they figure out how to start off being open and honest. One thing I did, which was probably, I'm surprised it didn't scare her off, actually. It probably would have most women. One thing I did when my wife and I first got together, of course, it was way back when I was drinking heavily abusively, right? Um, 
course, it was this particular night was after several, several drinks 24 years ago because we were together two years before we got married. What I did in my drunken stupor was word vomit everything I'd ever been through. I expressed every insecurity I was feeling and every emotion I was feeling. I explained that I had no desire to play games. And with all my brokenness, oh my gosh, God is good. With all my brokenness, she stayed anyway. Truly, I did that. One night was kind of our first or second get-together, I guess, because you know, we were at a, my my apartment. I lived alone. And after we had our – once I had enough confidence, drank down <laughs> – <coughs> I just shared everything of my past two relationships. I let her have it all and expressed to her that I have all these insecurities and all this brokenness. What are you going to do with it? And she stayed. You may not believe this, but yeah, your old relationships can influence how you handle new partners and your relationships, right? You need to know that. Although you may be able to move past some issues immediately, others may take longer to reconcile. Even in the midst of healing from a breakup, and especially when you're starting a new relationship, it is imperative to remain open and honest with your new partner and yourself, right? Are you ready for a new relationship? Question you should ask yourself. What is holding you back? Probably some fear, right? Fear of moving too fast. Not being completely over your ex. All of those things are real, right? That's why I strongly suggest you take the time to process all of that stuff. Again, to become the healthiest version of yourself you can be, right? When you're open and honest with yourself and your new partner, you're able to better gauge how you and your partner feel because you're not looking through some disgruntled lenses, right? So you're better able to gauge how you and your partner feel and your relationship and how your relationship is going. For instance, if your ex constantly belittled you, right? Super condescending type personality. It is okay to let your new partner know that if they hurt your feelings when he or she um, unjustly criticizes you uh, or talks down to you, it's okay to express that. It's like, and hopefully your partner is okay with that too, because that says a lot. If you can't say, look, I don't mind us having this communication, this dialogue, this conversation, but as soon as your tone goes to whatever, right? A state of agitation or judgment or condescending tone, whatever. You should be able to express that. Sharing your feelings with your new partner can bring you closer together and help you better understand each other. That's the ultimate goal, right? That's the ultimate goal. You don't want a repeat of the last one because you broke up for some reason, right? So... 
what do you do after a breakup? Because truly, the intervention begins there. Maybe you've you're you know with someone long enough to also become close with their family. That's even tougher, right? Maybe you've been with someone long enough to get close to family. That just makes things harder. So yes, starting right after a breakup is key. Start the intervention with yourself at that point. Right? Because then you got to, it's you, it's a loss. It is a loss. Because maybe you're the one that was more vested in the relationship than your partner was. And they put you in a situation to become closer to even their family members, right? So there's a loss you have to grieve. You're, you could be, or you are, broken. So give yourself permission to process. Listen to your heartbreak. Listening to your heartbreak music, right? That is good. Heartbreak music, can you can find some healing in it. Some people find some healing in it. Or watch a heartbreak movie. I don't know. Give yourself a week or two, uh, right? Do something. Whatever needs you need to watch, you know, sad movies, then do that too. With or without your friends, it doesn't matter, right? Might be good because then you have them to lean on. But, you know, that makes a specific uh, different scenario. But you pick a date. Get with your friends. At least do this. Pick a date. Whether it's three months down the road, maybe it's just two weeks down the road, whatever. Pick a date. I'm going to process this X relationship. I'm going to do what I need to do to grieve it. Listen to heartbreak music, watch heartbreak movies. Or the opposite, listen to upbeat music and, you know, action movies or whatever. Pick a date. Say, by this time, I want to... At least venture back out and get with my friends and become more active. You don't have to consider dating again at that point. Right? Don't rush it. But maybe pick a date, get out with your friends, mingle some. So that you don't find yourself just sort of in this vicious cycle of staying in bed and not processing anything. You want to move forward slowly, but you want to try to move forward. Give yourself an allowance to be sad right? It's helpful because then you don't feel guilty. And if you do it for a distinct amount of time, then you can do it in a healthy way, right? I mean, you're grieving a loss, as I said again, especially if it was a fairly long relationship and you became close with even some of their family. Processes or processing this allows time to unload the baggage. That's what we're talking about. Un- Loading the baggage, right? Unloading the baggage, which which allows uh, for less chance for turbulence in the next one, right? It also helps to move past the sadness and any possible anger. (laughs) Don't want to take the anger baggage into the next relationship, right? (laughs) Do some self-care, right? That's a big deal. Self-care, which is another way to to distract yourself from the hurt, right? 
if taking a hot bath or shower, whatever works, do it. Reading a book, reading a good book, can sometimes help. Again, listening to music that makes you feel happy, right? Listen to music that makes me happy and my wife and I love motorcycle rides. I've talked about that. Luckily, my wife likes to ride. So together, that's what we'll do. Not everybody's got a motorcycle. But if even riding a bicycle, right? If you can do something to help you process all of this stuff, right? Call on an old friend or even try a self-help group. Not all self-help groups are AA meetings or NA meetings, right? You can find something that helps. These are the kinds of things people do to help as much as possible to avoid the influence of bad baggage in the next relationship. Marriage now. Marriage, (coughs) the most intimate of all human relationships, is described, this is for my faith people, is described in scripture as a one flesh mystery. Ephesians 5, 31 and 32. This mystery of human bonding is as beautiful as it is complex. Particularly in the post-Eden world. I don't know if you guys know the story of the Garden of Eden, right? Many of us find ourselves woefully aware of our relationship deficits and lack vibrant marriages because we focus on some of the negative stuff, right? Those who have not experienced relationships of good, healthy, and safety and security particularly find they need roadmaps along the way, which is true. Some people need a little more guidance than others, right? But to become one, one Flesh means you become partner, your life partner, right? And another reason is, this is another reason why you you try. You're looking for love. You're looking for someone to share your life with. Why not let them start off with a clean slate? Millions of people experience emotional pain from a broken relationship or a lost love. While these experiences are common, it doesn't take away from the fact that breaking up and separation can be physically and emotionally painful. Right? And everybody knows it. Everybody acknowledges it. But nobody wants to work through it. How do you go through an ugly breakup or an ugly divorce only to be in the arms of someone else three weeks down the road? There's no way you processed any of that garbage. No way. And and there again, as soon as the honeymoon phase starts to fade out, you find yourself again bickering because there's one little behavior that you notice that's very similar to one little behavior of the ex. Right? And there goes the turbulence. There begins the erosion. So be careful with that. For many people, a breakup can be one of the most painful experiences of their lives. Others bounce back like nothing ever happened. Mm. 
I say that to say this. I'm not so sure that, you know, that says a lot about a person if they could just bounce right back from a relationship like it never happened. Right? Regardless of which side of the fence you happen to be, breaking up and separating from someone you love is never fun. Right? We talk about five ways to overcome, or more than five, we talk about several ways of overcoming um, love scars so you can heal from your past. Right? Love scars are for real. Remember the first time you ever fell in love? In those first precious moments, you probably wished that those feelings could last forever. While some love relationships stand the test of time, unfortunately, this isn't always the case. When relationships end, they can feel devastating and have a lasting effect on your mind and body in the form of emotional scars. You can't just ignore them. It's very strange how people sometimes aren't even completely aware of the pain until there's an activating event in the next relationship. Right? And it's something that you probably should have figured out or processed before you moved on to the next relationship. Scars are tough. I I used this group when I was... Um, I used this group exercise in addiction treatment. Maybe you can visualize this. I call the group SCARS. Just the one name, SCARS. In this group, I've asked my clients to think of a physical scar they have had on their bodies somewhere for any length of time. As the people start reviewing their arms and legs, right, the stories start behind the scars, right? The ones that cause the scars, they get started. They start popping up all over the room. And I hear things like, here's one I haven't thought about in years. Right? I'm amazed at how many bicycle injuries there are out there. There were a lot of those. I've done that group probably a couple dozen times. And there's a lot of bicycle injuries and a lot of people with scars on their arms or legs. Then, without warning, after about 15 to 20 minutes, I say, tell me about an emotional scar. Every time, every time the room goes silent, the laughing and the funny stories stop. And then guess what else changes? The words, the verbiage that I was hearing. Like I mentioned, I heard one I haven't thought of in years. One I pretty much forgot about. From that point, the verbiage changes. Right? The words used to describe the scars change. They, they change from... One I haven't thought of in years. Two, one that still haunts me today. Or one I think about every day. 
That's how influential emotional scars are. It's crazy that people have to really sit and contemplate what physical scars on their bodies they can remember, right? Because they would say that. I would hear, without any prompting, those words. Man, one I haven't thought of in years. I can't even remember how this one happened. But this one on my leg I got as a kid, right? You hear those things, and then it flip-flops. I have literally heard the words, one that haunts me every day. Why? Because it's past baggage. Those emotional scars come with baggage. And they will influence the way you approach your next relationship. But how do people get past it? As I said, they take the time to process them, listen to those songs, listen, watch those movies, right? Take in one good close friend to help, you know, conversate about it, have a dialogue about it, right? Who's willing to share and listen to what your thoughts, feelings, and emotions are. They take the time to process it and try to become healthy and try to avoid taking as little as the baggage forward as you can, right? Is there any way of not taking any of it? I don't know. I don't know. But all I know is that you have to do something to work through those thoughts, feelings, and emotions. You have to do something that has to get past this relationship that has rocked you spiritually and emotionally speaking. Right? You got to heal from that before you move to the next one. And that's what people do. Some read, some ride bicycles, some go hiking. Right? Learn from those people that do that. If you got a friend that has just been in a breakup and it's been a few weeks and they seem to be doing okay. Ask them what they're doing, right? Ask them what they're doing. Because they may be doing some of those things that I'm talking about to help move them past the aches and the pains. With hopefully the goal is to not take them into the next relationship. Mm. Tough one, right? Tough one, but it's cool to hear that there's ways to work through it. And that was what I'm wanting to convey. Do your best to work through your past hurts and hang-ups, right? So that you don't hurt the next one, right? You don't want to be the hurting factor for the next relationship, right? So get as healthy as you can. And uh, hopefully you find love soon if you're the one that I'm talking to. That has just ended a, a good or was thought was a good relationship and it's been a tough breakup, right? Work on yourself. Get better for the next love, right? Appreciate you guys. Thank you for your time. Hope you got something out of it. Share it with fans and family, right? And until next time, be blessed, everybody.